All right. Welcome back, everyone. It is another episode of Ask Jess. I am Jess Marcy. I am a clutter coach. And every week we go live and ask, answer (laughs) the questions that we have gotten since our last Ask Jess episode. If you're joining us live, please go ahead and say hello in the comments. Let me know your name and where you're joining us from. If you have a question for next week, this would be a good time to put it into the comments. Or you can always email us at support at prioritizeyoursanity.com. We have a bunch of questions this week. So I picked the top five (laughs) and we will dive right in. If you're here live, give me a thumbs up so I know that everything is working. Hello, hello, everyone. Okay. Hi, Shirley. It's so nice to see you today. Hello from sunny Southern California. Good morning. All right. And you guys can all hear what I'm saying. I have a different setup because I forgot my earbuds at home. So (laughs) I had to use different ones. Anyway, side note. Yes. Okay, great. Our first two questions are about photos. So the question, the first question is, I have gone through many photos and was good about getting rid of duplicates or those pictures of every animal at the zoo or the 15 landscape shots and kept our favorites. So first off, that's awesome. Way to go taking care of that. Um, I'm looking for how to store them. I am in the sorting process and currently have them in nine, six by nine manila envelopes and labeled. The envelopes are in small totes. Should I keep them like that where they are and almost filed or should I get albums? Question number two about photos. When I go through stuff, I found all kids' photos from school and lots of duplicates. What should I do with them? Okay, so just a little basic food for thought about your digital collections and photos in particular. We have never in the history of humanity documented so much of our lives. We have hundreds of thousands of photos. We pay for photo storage. We have duplicate photos everywhere. I think it's really important when we're thinking about photos to think about the big picture. What is our goal with our photo collection? Do we look at our photos? Are we going to pass our photos on to somebody else uh, when we pass? What's, what's the end goal here? So kind of put this whole collection into perspective. I personally do not believe that our lives were meant to be documented every second of every day. It is so much fun to take pictures. It is so much fun to share pictures with friends and family. But do we need to keep all of these photos? What is the end goal here? So that's just kind of general food for thought when it comes to photos. The next thing to consider with photos, if you think that your photos, if you believe that your photos, or if it is true for you that your photos are very valuable, we need to make sure that we are storing them in a way that honors the photos and is not going to lead to the destruction of photos. So if we have physical photos that we love, value, cherish, do not want to lose, it is really important that we digitize these photos. It's super easy to digitize photos with your phone, like literally just taking a picture of them. There is an app um, on Google, it's called Google Scan, that does a great job. It's a free app. It does a great job of taking pictures of your pictures, and at least then you have a digital record of this. If you want more information about digitizing photos, we do have lessons on all of that. So we can pop a link into the comments. Um, But 
number one, digitize the most important photos. Number two, with your printed photos, you want to make sure that you are storing them in a way where they are not going to get destroyed. Do not store photos in attics, basements, garages, or anywhere that has fluctuations in temperature and humidity because that can lead to the photos actually degrading. Also, make sure that you're not photo you're not storing photos where there's a lot of light because UV the UV uh, rays can penetrate into the photos and destroy them as well. And make sure that you're not storing photos anywhere next to like pipes in your house or anything that can leak because of course water can destroy the photos. So interior closets without any plumbing going through them uh, and no sunlight, those are good spots to store photos. If you have your photos organized in totes, that totally works. Um, I think the bigger question is how are you going to be accessing and using these photos in the future? Are you going to pull the totes down and look through the manila envelopes? If so, great, keep them like that. Are you going to pass them along to other people? That's a good way to actually have them organized for passing along to other people. Or do you want to sit and look at photo albums? And again, I want to encourage everyone who's listening, when you're dealing with photos, be brutally honest with yourself. Are you going to sit and flip through those photo albums? I make a point every year on uh, two occasions. Number one, over the holidays, I always pull out family photos and albums and have them available throughout the holiday season so people will sit and look at them because what's the point in storing stuff if you have no use for it? I also, on my birthday, tend to pull out my personal papers and photos and go kind of look back because it's a nice reflective thing for me to do. And it makes sure that at least once a year, I'm pulling out my stuff and looking at it. I'm curious if you are listening right now, if you're listening live or on replay, how often do you look at your photos? Because uh, again, big picture with photos, we're storing hundreds of thousands of photos. What are we doing with them? Why are we storing them? I'm not saying it's not worth it. I'm just saying for the amount of effort that we put into storing photos, worrying about losing digital photos, paying for photo storage, storing actual physical photos, is it worth the effort, right? So just kind of have a big picture thought in mind here. Um, and make a plan to look at your photos. If they're valuable and you want to keep them, look at them, use them, <laughs> enjoy the, enjoy them, right? So I think the way that you store your photos, you want to make them easily accessible so you can actually enjoy them, whatever that looks like for you. There's really no right or wrong answer on how to store photos. Once you make sure that they are safe from the elements, um, it's really about how you're going to use them. So that's my thought on photos. And the same thing with the kids' photos from school, lots of duplicates. Digitize them and keep one. I, personally, I would digitize them and I would keep one printed prop copy and that's it. Um, so those are my, <laughs> my photo thoughts. Okay. Question number two, speaking of natural disasters, how do I deal with a basement that keeps being flooded? It's my main storage space and has flooded entirely twice and partially several other times. And I am absolutely overwhelmed. I personally don't consider basements, attics, or garages to be great storage spaces. The reason that we have a basement is because it provides a foundation for our house and it also maintains a good temperature for the upstairs. There's reasons for basements. Basements were not actually built for storage. 
attics also were not built for storage. They were built for airflow. And we have slanted roofs that create attic spaces so that uh, snow in northern areas does not accumulate. Snow and water does not accumulate on our roof. Garages were built to store cars. Um, we have expensive automobiles. That's why we have garages. So the purpose of a basement, an attic, or a garage was never to be general storage for your house. If you're going to use it as general storage, you want to make an effort to protect it from elements, um, finish it, right? So if your basement is an area that is getting flooded, is it worth having this as a storage area in your house? Everything that we bring into our home needs to be maintained. And the more time that we spend maintaining every single item, the more we are giving our lives to our things. If you, if it is critically important that you save the stuff that is in the basement, I would consider moving it to an area that does not get flooded because you will be in this continuous, and it sounds like you're in this continual cycle of flooding, tossing, and then starting over again. An, an issue with a wet basement that really also needs to be addressed is oftentimes when there's water, there's mold. And mold toxicity is a real concern when it comes to clutter and just general conditions in our homes. Um, mold toxicity for 25% of the population can be completely life-altering. Um, so if you are have, or if you're susceptible to mold, if you are susceptible to mold toxicity, I would definitely not keep anything in your basement because you want to make sure that that basement can fully dry out in between getting flooded. Um, and of course, if you don't have anything in your basement, it's easier to do flood mitigation. So I'm not sure why it's getting flooded or where the water is coming from. But if you're not storing stuff in the basement, it's easier to bring people in to help make sure that it doesn't get flooded in the future. So a dry basement would be my number one priority above and beyond the stuff that is stored in the basement. So your health is more important than your things. And that's just <laughs> cold, hard truth. Um, your health is more important than your things. And if you are storing stuff in your basement, it's causing overwhelm. Uh, it's taking a tremendous amount of your time and it could have potential health impacts. I would really take a, a hard look at, at what you're keeping, reduce it down to the bare minimum, store it in plastic totes, off the floor, raised off the floor, and take take you know all that time and effort you're spending maintaining your stuff, and put that into figuring out how to get the basement to dry out. And I also just want to say I'm really sorry that you're dealing with that. That is a really difficult situation, and I understand why you're so overwhelmed. Okay, next question: What to do with my son's tiny toys everywhere? like random McDonald's toys, Legos, gift bag toys, etc. So anytime you have uh, a collection of items and your collections are unique to you, so not everyone is going to have a tiny toy collection in their house, but you have a tiny toy collection in your house, you want to set parameters around how much space you're giving to this collection. So maybe it's one box, one bin, maybe you pull out the Legos from the other tiny toys, whatever it is, you determine how much storage space you have in your house for each collection and then you want to declutter to live within that storage space so only keep the tiny toys that fit in the dedicated storage space that you have put aside for those items um, maybe you have legos pulled out separately and you have one or two or three whatever it is whatever's right for you 
bins for Legos and then another bin for other tiny toys. Uh, and I would also, bigger picture here, <laughs> make sure that your children are playing with their toys. Most children have more toys than they could ever possibly play with. Um, so I would reduce the collection down to the favorites. And if you have less, it's easier to store. Um, tiny toys are <laughs> definitely, as a parent, um, tricky. But most of the time, they are not meant to be kept forever. And you can feel free to let them go pretty quickly if they're not being used. Okay. Last question here. I have so much jewelry and I cannot imagine getting rid of any of it. Do you have some tips on how to sort, separate, and still use it? I just bought a wonderful, wonderful ring box and it holds hundreds of rings. And yes, it's full, so I have an overflow. Okay, so again, with our collections. If this collection is very important to you, and it sounds like it is, then you, we only have a certain amount of storage space in our homes, period. If you have a collection that you love and you want to keep a lot of jewelry, that means that other collections in your home need to shrink to accommodate the size of your jewelry collection because as you've said, I can't imagine getting rid of any of it. So it feels like this collection is really special and important to you. I would encourage you to make the storage space to accommodate the collection. And when it comes to jewelry, you or really any collection, but jewelry in particular, you want to be able to see each individual piece of jewelry at a glance. So you want to find storage that enables you to see all of your jewelry when you open up all of your drawers, all of your rings at one time, all of your necklaces at one time, all of your earrings at one time. And then I would, with a large jewelry collection, I would really challenge yourself to wear different jewelry every day. Um, if you love the jewelry, but you're not using it, why, why keep it? And that's a real question. You might have an awesome answer for that, that I, you know, that I'm not aware of. Uh, maybe it's sentimental, um, whatever it is, just know your reasons for why you're keeping such a large amount of any collection and then make sure that you're honoring the collection and you're giving it the space that it needs and using it as much as possible. All right, let me check over in the comments here. <laughs> um, yes, I totally love making photo books also. I think that that's a great thing to do with your digitized photos because then you have something to actually look at, something tangible. So it's not just on your computer or your phone. You're more likely probably to pull it out and look at it if it's in a photo album. I, every year, make photo albums as gifts for the holidays and I think they're fantastic. Um, <laughs> No cars in our garage for five years. That's okay. Uh, that's why that is <laughs> that is why you're in this group. Uh, if you want to store your car in your garage, we'll get to that point. It's just consistent effort to remove items from your garage. I know it can be a cold hard truth to hear that garages, attics, and basements are not meant to be storing stuff because that is really big storage areas in most of our homes. But I promise you, when you reduce your items so that you're not having to rely on these massive storage spaces that have all sorts of other problems, your life is going to get so much easier. And the goal with decluttering and organizing is not to have a perfect house, it's to have an easy house. Easy is the goal. The less that you have to maintain, 
the easier your home is, the easier your life is, and the easier it is on your mental health. So keep pushing towards that goal. It is possible for everyone. It's not an overnight thing. Usually it takes several years, but you can totally do it. On that note, if you are not inside of our free Facebook community, It's All Clutter, make sure you get in over there. Uh, it's a great spot to start your decluttering journey. And if you're looking for more support, we have many different programs available to support you. I'm happy to reach out <laughs> uh, and chat with anybody who would like to chat. Um, again, if you have questions for next week's episode of Ask Jess, just email them to us at support at prioritizeyoursanity.com. And I can't wait to see you all again in a week. Bye for now.